Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I'm only your classic nerd. And I'm VM, your comic book nerd. You guys, guys alive? Uh, before you say anything else, I just wanted to say something. Uh, did you know what I have? I had a craving for today? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. What? I haven't had Chick-fil-A, and as, as anyone who's followed this podcast knows... Uh-huh. For probably more than yeah. 10 years. Wait, now, what, right? what, was I right? You actually were craving yeah, Chick-fil-A? Yeah, Chick-fil-A, yeah. Oh, wow. It's uh, 10 years. It's got to be more than 10 years, right? Yeah. Maybe. I mean... When was when was Yes on 8 going... When was that a thing? 08? It was 08, so it's got to be more than 10 years, yeah. So when we found out about what was going on, and everyone knows that it's it's a one part principle, one part stubbornness. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It was just this matter of like I refused to go back to them, and then but yeah, I always had a craving for them for like on Sundays when they were closed, mm-hmm. knowing when the temptation wasn't even there is when I would have that craving. But the other yesterday, I actually had one uh, a craving for Chick Fil A, and I haven't had a craving for Chick Fil A in in years. It was Many very moves. random. It was like Chick Fil A was a. Was working a spell on my on my taste buds or some shit. Mm, they got the, <laughs> the sacred Mormon underwear. Just you know? some random phantom like moment where I was like, man, I could go for some Chick Fil A if it wasn't for the fact that they're homophobic pieces of shit, and mm. there's a pandemic going on. Yeah, <laughs> I'd go get some Chick Fil A right now. That's actually where the flavor comes from. Is their fear of a guy sucking dick? <laughs> is the um. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> is where the Jesus. flavor is where all the sauces the, the yeah, it's, it's the, the, the homophobic sauce. The the kind of online meme about it, which is always hilarious, is the difference in customer service between these these different fast food places. Mm. Chick fil A is known for like above and beyond yes. customer service. I remember uh, that, yeah. And then like it goes down in ranking from there. McD- Burger King is kinda rough. And then McDonald's like you're gonna get you're gonna get your ass kicked. No, that's Popeyes, bro. <laughs> stabbed at a Popeyes. Ain't nobody stabbing nobody at a Chick Fil A, but they're stabbing people at Popeyes. No, no but you don't get gonna... stabbed by service people at Popeyes. You get stabbed nah, by man. other customers. I was watching a video from the weekend. I think it was like Friday or Saturday, over in my old like hometown in Virginia. Like it was Northern Virginia off Richmond Highway, yeah. which and uh, so <laughs> it was during it was recent. Like because the, the the workers there were wearing masks and gloves. And a customer and the employee got into it, and they started hitting each other with the chairs there. Okay, was... the, the rules don't. They're different in the era of the pandemic. That's different. Mm-hmm. In, in like, actual, like, normal times, yeah, the worst know, service you receive is McDonald's service, right? Yeah. I think that's universally agreed upon. Yeah, I've had some bad experiences at Carl's Jr. Like, if too. you ever say, if you ask, hey, is your, uh, is your ice cream machine working? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking to get your ass kicked. True, true. You are, especially like late at night. Whoever, whoever has the late night shit, yeah. <laughs> they're the worst. Right? You go to McDonald's, it's like ten or eleven p.m. That person's beating your ass. You know what I've been craving? What? Taco Bell, man. I haven't had Taco Bell in like a month and a half, two months now. You know, um, the only thing from Taco Bell that I ever crave is Mountain Dew Baja Blast Freeze. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you asked me how to, how to make it. Yeah, I asked, I asked you if I could order it online, and you looked for me. Yeah, we tried to see if we could order you Baja Blast. Wasn't cans. it like thirty dollars or some shit like that for? They were sold out everywhere. Yeah, oh, and it was like thirty dollars for were. like a twelve pack. Yeah, because I don't I don't eat Taco Bell very often. Uh, I don't eat fast food in general very often, but Taco Bell is not exactly my favorite. But the only thing of theirs that I do genuinely enjoy. Is that Baja? Because it's like there's no flavor out there. It doesn't exist in the natural world. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Although it's like you uh, drink it and you know something's going to happen to you chemically. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mountain Dew, they are kind of the, I mean, they're the worst perpetrators of. Uh, Kyle's? Uh, uh, what? Of Kyle's? Of Kyle? What the hell is a Kyle? A junior Kyle. You know, a Kyle, man. Those kids who drink the monster energy drinks and all that shit. Oh, oh yeah. Wear yeah, metal militia drink. hats. But isn't uh, it like, isn't it true too? Like Mountain Dew is also like universally loved by middle schoolers and high school. And like, apparently, I mean, I know that was our most popular. Like, I didn't realize this because I was never a big fan of Mountain Dew, but it was like, it's like the most popular, like non cola, like Over soda. Sprite and 7 Up. Uh, it's like apparently, like I, I, it's got to be like ninety percent like, of that popularity has to be the Northeast. 
Yeah. And, and because it's it. like it's the one thing I was so surprised about here. There was that whole, uh, you know, like the Dave, the Dave Chappelle. Uh, he did a stand up about how like uh, how, you know, how, how black kids didn't know what grape juice was because they always drank purple drink. Uh-huh. Right? There was their whole thing. It's like I always feel like Mountain Dew kind of reminds me of that because it's like they never tell you what the flavor actually is. It's it always has something called Baja Blast. And they're just like, you don't no, know what it is. It's not citrus. And then it's no. like fucking Code Red. Right and like, yeah, what like, is oh, Code Red? Exactly. What right? flavor I don't know. is that? It's, it's not cherry. Red. It's red flavor. I don't know. Like, it's literally just the flavor is red. Same with Mo- regular Mountain Dew. Is not. It's supposed to it's be not citrus. citrus. No, no, no. Citrus is Sprite. No, that's citrus lemon is lime. Li- uh, Sprite is like lemon and lime. Lemon and lime. It's not even citrus though. Yeah, but Mountain Dew is considered citrus. It's not really citrus. It's just yellow flavor. <laughs> no, that's mellow yellow. <laughs> so Same thing I. with red. Red is like Baja Blast is just. What is, I'm gonna look it up right now. What is the flavor of Mountain Dew? <laughs> it's yeah, probably it's, gonna, they were gonna say claim citrus, but it says it is often described as citrus this, flavor. But if but you've ever tasted Mountain Dew ever in your life, you know that it's not citrus. Yeah. See, there's no so citrusness far, so, to it. So it says citrus flavor is a broad range of fruits, and then it says it does have orange juicy ingredients, but also quote unquote natural flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what that means. But I will say that, like growing up, I saw Mountain Dew very popular in middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it kind of fell out. Like no one really. I never. Every time we went to dinner, nobody ordered. Yeah, Mountain Dew. Nobody. I ain't, I ain't order no Mountain Dew if I go out. If I see but a Mountain here, Dew can or a Sprite or a Sierra Mist, but I'm in the north, Mist in the northeast, like it's not a joke. Well, in the south, they don't drink Mountain Dew. They drink Mellow Yellow. So like North Carolina, South Carolina, That's Georgia. That's the piss looking stuff, right? Mellow Yellow looks the exact same as Mountain Dew. It's similar. It's just a different type. Okay. The d- yeah. different brands. It's like 7-Up and, and Sprite. when we were kids, we drank Surge. Hmm. Yeah, Surge was the same. Surge, Surge was the same thing. Like That was when we were like elementary school. Surge. I, don't remember, I don't remember drinking Surge. Surge, bro, was that stuff that was like, it was an energy drink before there was energy drinks. Like it yeah. had more caffeine than a regular soda, but it didn't have like enough caffeine as like a Red Bull. Hmm. It was like Surge was like in the 90s. Like yeah. We, yeah, it was in the 90s and it was like really high in sugar apparently. Yeah. You know, it's like the two energy drinks with Surge and Balls. Mm. Remember, Remember like, balls. yeah, like, yeah, none of these things are, are appealing to me. Balls They're not. came like, in a glass. I'm not a, I'm I wouldn't want to drink any of these. The only exception is Baja Blast. Is Baja Blast <laughs> because that's like my, <laughs> that would be my version of alcohol. <laughs> when I have Baja Blast, the feeling I get is what I assume drinking feels like. Yeah, it's also you know it you know it's it says Baja in it so it makes it sound international. It makes me like you know it's like, like yeah. there's I know deep down that something's happening. Yeah, and you know, nothing and nothing good. Yeah, but, but the a, flavor is so indescribably it's a chemical reaction to your guts. There is there's a yeah. part of me that goes, this is not a good idea. Don't do this. But it's the only thing from Taco Bell. Like, like I've never I've never been like, oh man, I really want a taco right now. Especially mm. not from fucking Taco Bell. Have you ever had a spicy potato taco from Taco Bell? No, I haven't had. You need to have a spicy potato, potato no, I taco. It's good. I'm not, but I will. I will. I'll watch you eat it while I have a Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Spicy potato tacos. But yeah. it ha- can't be the Baja Blast soda. It has to be the freeze. It has It'll to be, be the, the freeze. freeze. I'm a little yeah. upset at Taco Bell right now. Why are you upset at Taco? Because Bell? they got. They rid also of, hate gay people. No, they got rid of oh. their fiery locos shells. I don't know what that means. You just oh, said so it's like it's basically like a was it the Dorito? Yeah, the Dorito yeah. shell. They had the Dorito oh, shell. Oh, that's right. I remember they, that. Can only only in America. They had a fire. They local take one. something that's already got a fried shell. Yeah. And say, how can we make this thing worse? We'll make it a fried Dorito shell. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're also the same country where they went. You know, let's just take a pizza and find a way to literally inject more cheese into the crust, like that's, stuffed crust. Yeah, that's yeah, like that's that's our thing. Or right? uh, or uh, fried butter. That's oh, is thing? that us? Because yeah, it's like that's the Scottish. Fried. It's like because the Scottish are like the ones who made the deep fried Mars bar, right? Like it started in Scotland. Oh, did so, they? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, the fried so, butter is a southern thing, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know, dude. I'm pretty Scottish sure Scottish also fucking eat haggis. All right. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, but they also, I mean, it's all, Scotland's also credited with being one of the, the creators of uh, chicken tikka masala, too. So, like. What? Yeah. Like, there's the chicken a whole, tikka masala is not Indian. It's not Indian. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Everything like, about it sounds Indian. Yeah. No, like the, it's, it's like a, the closest thing you would get that's version Indian of Indian like, food. Yeah. It's like they went butter chicken, but with tomatoes in it, pretty much. Like, yeah. But, uh, you know, either, but it's, you don't truly really think about, uh, you know, you don't drink Ali, but. 
the closest thing because I actually there was um, I had made a, a cocktail before when I was bartending to taste like Baja Blast, and the principal kind of flavor that you can find in terms of liquor is hypnotic. It's like mm, the closest that, that you can get to hypnotic uh, is a blue liqueur. Yeah, but it also has that weird. It's kind of like this tropical lime. It's weird. Light blue. What is in Baja Blast exactly? Does anyone know? And why is it only available at Taco Bell? Yellow oh, because, five. So they um. I'm actually reading it right now. It's like uh, in 2004, like Pepsi did this whole thing where there's like they wanted they created it specifically and they specifically to complement with Taco Bell's like I guess spice palette. I don't, I don't know what the I don't know what other way to say it. Like, yeah, you know, like, specifically, I don't know what the spice palette of nacho cheese is, but like. You know, whatever which, it is, it goes yeah. well with Bob. I mean, mind you, I'm a, I love, I don't know what it is about Taco Bell's, like nacho cheese specifically, but I really like it for some reason. All that stuff is like chemically engineered to be. Yeah, which I'm, it's literally, it's all emulsifiers and whatever else. Right? Yeah. I, I've, I've already made peace with that, right? But it's like one of those things where I think is that the first time I ever had nachos was at Taco Bell with that nacho cheese. So like it like imprinted on me, you know, like I was like a puppy who was like, who was like just born. So like now... Like, if I ever want Taco Bell, I always, like, have to get something with that nacho cheese on it. If like, I, I ever like... eat Taco Bell, it always has to be something that has sour cream in it so that it can cleanse oh, yeah. all the other nasty flavors. Ugh. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm, yeah. So, like, like I can't Taco Bell is have... the reason why I had, it's the first time I ever had sour cream in my life. Yeah, because I can't yeah. do, like, the other flavors of Taco Bell. I'm not a fan of sour cream. I, I need the sour cream to, to override You need to get the jalapeno flavor. ranch, like, the stuff that they use inside the, the chicken quesadillas. That's, that's jalapeno? Yeah, it's a jalapeno ranch. Jesus Christ. These it's people are just they're, just... they're just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Stop hating on my Taco Bell. Taco Bell is my fast food... For, like, I'm not food hating on Taco Bell. I'm not in any way, shape, or form. All fast food for me. is nasty. You nasty. And you, know, you eat your stuff, and I won't judge, and I'll drink my Mountain Dew Baja Blast and you won't drink Frozen you won't Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Well, you know why it has to be frozen, right? Because it's an icy? I don't know. No, no, no. Because you, you have to eat it with the straw, the upside-down straw technique. Uh, because that hits different. You can't just drink it. Yeah. I hate that. That's not The whole purpose the of purpose. it yeah. is you hold your thumb on the straw and you lift it up and you, you drink from the other side. Uh, mm, yeah. You've never done that, have you? Like, I, d- I have with Slurpees. Yeah, but that's what you do with the freeze, too. A freeze is a Slurpee. Yeah. They're literally the same thing. I just drink them nowadays. No, I, I ref- you child. can't. No, no. Yeah, it like, hits how do you different. Get the texture? It hits different when you flip it. Yeah, I, you, I you, have to let, it you have to let it place on top of your tongue exactly. as opposed to you sucking it through your mouth. See, this is a man of culture. Yeah. This is a man <laughs> of culture, you swine. <laughs> I do both. That's right. But I prefer I've 35, never more, 35 countries more willing to, to accept your status <laughs> as, as a hedonist and an Epicurean than when you're describing how to drink a slushie. Yeah. This is my Anthony Bourdain moment. This is this is you've made it be. Yeah, I made it. I'm the, I'm, I'm the top of, of I can't hot believe culture. This piece of shit said he just drinks it. I've never hated you more than seriously because like don't, you don't realize the physics of it. Like when it melts, all the liquid goes to the bottom. Exactly. So it's like you're basically you're just drinking a cold drink at that point. Like yeah. what's the point of getting and the an obnoxiously part? cold drink? Because t- at some point you're just you drink up all the juice and all that's left is the cold, and so you got to wait for it to melt I don't a little drink bit. Drink slushies that often, man. How often do you guys drink slushies? Are you I'm kidding me? I haven't had a freeze in like three years. <laughs> I mean, Diz, you talk about how you're eating that Seven Eleven three times a day. You I don't, don't get ever slurpees? get a slushie. No, you know the slurpees? last time I you know the last time I had a Mountain Dew freeze. What was when you brought? <laughs> when you asked me, remember you went to Taco Bell? <laughs> like, hey, do you want me to get any of that? But yeah, give me a Mountain Dew Fruit Baja Blast Freeze. Is it me or Diz? Diz. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He was showing up to record. Yeah. That was three <laughs> years ago. Like, hey, do you do you want anything? <laughs> went to the one this was like three years ago. <laughs> do you want anything? It's like, yeah, give me a Man, Mountain Dew Baja. Are there Taco Bells in Philadelphia? There are Taco Bells out here. So is Philadelphia isn't question? fucking like in a different country. No, I don't know. Is is it? In, are they are they in Philly? Like I don't know. Like of course there's Taco Bells in Philly. What, this is I'm not in a different country of moron. What are you talking about? I mean, because it's like there's no Dells out there. You know, like Carl's yeah, Taco Bells and ta- shit. Taco like, Bell is a national thing. Yeah, it's international. They have Taco Bell like yeah, it in is international. Countries. 
Yeah. Is it? I have no idea. Yeah, Taco yeah. Bell's international, man. It is international. You should know you travel abroad, don't you? See, Taco yeah, like Bell's? I'm going. I'm, I'm yeah, of course, because I'm looking for Taco Bell while I'm traveling. Yeah, but you, you I would. see them. You see them around. No, I block it out of my memory. Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, Domino's, KFC, Subway, McDonald's, McDonald's, Burger King. Burger King. Those are all international. Yeah. Well, Burger King's called Hungry Jack in Australia. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I didn't know it was called. Yeah, that. those Taco Bells are. There's, there's Chipotle's out here too. Yeah, no shit, man. The only that's thing awesome. that's not out here is Dell and Carl's Jr. What about yeah, Jack Hardy's the out there though, right? Yeah, but they're like they're not like as frequent as as yeah. Carl's Jr. is because it's Carl's Jr. is a Southern California thing. No, no, they haven't. It's Southwest. No, no, I, I know, I know it's Southwest, but I'm saying like because it's it's SoCal is part of like. It's epicenter. There's a lot of Carl's Jr. Mm. Whereas Hardy's out here, there's only a, a few of them. Do you guys have Jack in the Box out there? I think we have Jack in the Box out here. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Philadelphia has. But then we also have a bunch of other stuff that you you all don't have. Like what? Like uh, Texas burgers and ch- chicken or some shit. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of fast food chains. Yeah, that which are... is like a burger and fried chicken place. Hmm. Then there is a. Uh, what is that one burger place called? It's burgers, hot dogs, and some shit like that. Five Guys. Not Five Guys. You guys have Five Guys too. My favorite. Second favorite. My favorite burger place. Preferred over In-N-Out. I always start fights like that by saying that Five Guys is better than In-N-Out. Whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. It's a cultural thing. You know, as long as you're eating, that's all that matters. Are you guys staying sane during this quarantine? I'm perfectly Absolutely fine. not. I've got... Yeah. I've got toilet paper, I've got water, I've got food. Yeah, me too. My mom's been cooking a lot. I've been having a lot of like home cooking, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like for like the the longest time in my life I've been eating out and now I don't spend as much money on DoorDash and like going out to eat or bars. So Checkers was the restaurant I was thinking. Oh yeah, yeah I know Checkers. Oh Checkers. We yeah. have rallies out here. Uh, yeah. Um So you're eating in more. Yeah, I'm eating in more and I'm saving money, so I've been buying a lot of stuff. I bought my mom a laptop. I bought a new TV. Like, just that's not what saving means, Dis. Yeah. No. So I have money to spend on other things. It is interesting because I uh, today I was talking to a friend of mine who's in e-commerce. He's like, you know, it's really funny because you know there is businesses that are booming right now because people don't have anything better to do, so they're just buying stuff online. Yeah, yeah it makes me feel better about my life. Yeah, and there was a song, like, I think it was John Oliver talking about um, Amazon employees. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because all of them are getting pissed because they're all like, you know, we're risking our lives here because people are buying a bunch of stupid shit. We're not even, like, we're putting ourselves at risk to, to not even send them stuff that's, like, actually, like, essential to their survival. Mm. And the guy, like, is literally like, you know, it's like, you know, we're okay with sending you things that you need to survive during the pandemic, but when I'm risking my life and my family's life to send you a dildo, he actually says this on a yeah, yeah, public that. platform, right? <laughs> like about sending people dildos. Um, it, it was really funny, but it, it's really, it's kind of, it's very true too. It's, I mean, in fairness, there is like, a debate to be had on whether dildos are essential or not. That's true because it's like if it it's, if it's keeping you from uh, yeah, if from it's leaving keeping the house, you indoors, yeah, and you know, you got to pass the time. That is true. Is that this is the time true. to buy a pocket Veronica? My God. Isn't that what you used to call them, Ellie? My God. No, that's what my professor called them. <laughs> I obviously didn't come up with the name. <laughs> I'm not sitting around just coming up with names for sex toys, Diz. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a regular pastime of mine. Oh, no. But, uh, it actually pro- sounds like something you would do, Diz. I would never call something a pocket It was my uh, human sexuality professor. I forgot her name, but it was one of the most brilliant classes. She was like this, she was like very sweet Aunt Betsy type. And then she's talking about pocket Veronica's, and I'm just like, Jesus, this woman's out of control. It was like that, uh, who's that, that Dr. Ruth, that old lady who was like the sex She wasn't old. She was like in her 50s. Oh, and Did she like age herself up back in the day. But you know, she had just like she had one of those very like sweet kindergarten teacher personalities. Oh yeah, yeah. And I guess yeah, did you're right. It's like we were like ten, so of course yeah. she seemed like she was older than she actually was. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, at least we're we're keeping sane here. Right, we're trying to do normal things. 
granted we're not buying pocket veronicas or dildos i don't know what's in your amazon wish list v i'm sorry i'm just assuming you don't have any of those on there is yeah, that you're a, not is I, you can assume that whatever's on your wish list is probably on mine too it is okay so <laughs> i love that you the degenerates here are like yeah we sympathize with each other's wish lists I don't have a wish list, man. I don't know how to use those things. No, because just... now the money's freed up. You're just buying pocket Veronicas and dildos left and right. I don't need to buy a pocket Veronica. I have a hand, bro. <laughs> what do I need a pocket Veronica for? Well, no, the question is, why, why is in your mind, you're like, I've got, I'm saving money from eating, so I should go and spend it elsewhere. Like, I love the logic here where you don't go, you know, maybe I should put this aside for a rainy day for the next pandemic that well, comes no, man, around. I have a lot of money saved, but there was a, I had, I had more money. So you went and bought those ugly ass shoes. <laughs> the Yeezys. You bought the Yeezys. I forgot okay. about that. In, in my defense, I ordered that before the pandemic. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah. I, well, because I thought I could resell them. And now uh, you're stuck I, with them. Yeah, now I'm stuck with them. <laughs> like, I can't do anything with them. It's stupid. <laughs> Did you we had a whole, we had a whole episode on retail arbitrage. Yeah, I want to know why you suddenly became interested in like reselling shit. When did this start? When, when did okay. this happen? So, in my my coworker a few months ago, he sells shoes. Right? Like Did you work shoes. in retail? What other person Listen. goes? I want to do more of my job, Listen. but in a completely different with a completely different product. But because uh, he was telling me there was a lot of profit on it. So he told me to register for a drawing for some Yeezys on the Adidas app. And I did, but I didn't win it that time, right? And, like, you win by your able – because they, they only sell a limited amount of them. So you get in this drawing and, like, 50% of the people – so it's good odds. Like, 50% of the people get them and 50% don't, right? And they're online-only, like, things that you have to get in this drawing for. Um, sometimes you'll buy these shoes for, like, 230 bucks, and then they'll, real sell, they'll resell for, like, five $600. That's a fat amount of profit on that. Only re- only people in retail think like you do. Well, no listen. other junk profession. Like no one in the restaurant business goes. You know what? I want to go home and serve my family. Yeah. No, no one. I've wants, never says said like, that. No one's ever gone and said I want to do more of my job, but at home. Yeah. Like, only retail people do that. Like you know what? I'm a resell shit. Well, look, man, I thought I could get more money on it. Then I got a notification saying that, hey, there's a Yeezy drawing. So I'm like, ooh, I'll enter. Who's Yeezy again? Kanye. Kanye. Kanye West. Didn't that piece of shit also put out a shoe called Israfel? I don't know, man. Maybe. Did he? I'm almost 100% sure this son of a bitch named his shoe shoe? after a sacred angel. I don't know, man. I don't follow his shoes. I'm almost 100% sure. Someone's Google this while we're talking. Because I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. He does call himself Jesus, so it's I'm like... I'm almost 100% sure that it was this piece of shit that did it. Probably. But look, man. So I get the notification saying, hey, there's a Yeezy drawing this Friday. Do you want to sign up? And I'm like, ooh, last time my coworker said he could make like $200 by selling those shoes. I can make an easy $200 if I just sign up. So I signed up. And then I won. And then I texted my coworker and I'm like, hey... What are the resale value on this? He's like, like twenty bucks. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, it's only like twenty bucks. Oh, good lord! He's like, I, I, mean, I didn't. In, in fairness, didn't apply for that one. it is one of the ugliest shoes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not gonna lie, they are extremely comfortable. Like I wore them the other day. They better be. They are super. You're, comfortable. You've got two options. I'm keeping either a shoe is uncomfortable or it's ugly. It can't be both. Mm. They're yeah. ugly, but they're comfortable as it hell. It is. It is called the Israfil. It is called the Elma. Yeah, it's the God. Adidas, the Yeezy Boost 350 version I told two. You, I told you. I told you. It's ugly. It looks like a fish. This guy. Hmm. I don't know, man. But I got them, and now I don't know what the hell. To do. I'm just gonna be wearing them. I don't know what to wear them with. I'll have to find outfits to to match with. No, them, please don't them. wear them out ever. Shut up, man. I wore them out the other day, and someone said, "Hey, nice shoes." No, I'm they didn't. They're lying. That's a lie. That's a lie. That was, I knew it. <laughs> Who am I supposed to see with them? <laughs> Social distancing, man. Context clues. <laughs> yeah. No one, no, one, no one saw your ugly ass shoes. No, man. My partner said they were fugly. Yeah, see? <laughs> they, I mean, they are, though. It's like for, the sake of, show... no, for the sake of marital harmony. Yeah. Marital harmony. I'm not married. <laughs> Same shit. Marital harmony. I mean, you showed us those shoes, man, and I—I I, think—I think I, I said that they look like they were for some douchebag in Desert Storm, like because yes. they—they—they literally look like. Yeah, like, why are they camo? Really, is the real question. Yeah, they're like desert camo, like it's really ugly. It's called alien mist. 
It was called like Alien Mist or some shit. Um, that sounds, that okay. sounds like a Mountain Dew flavor. <laughs> We've gone full circle. <laughs> yeah, went back to Mountain Dew Oh my flavors. God, if it's they like made an Alien, alien Mist freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Lee would be in line for that. I'd be all over that thing. That's <laughs> 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 oh, Yeezy's <laughs> Alien Mist freeze. I will yeah. say that I don't understand how after something like this, he could still be considered a genius. Uh, yeah, people buy his stuff, man. People, yeah. people are stupid. That's people true. People are stupid. We know this because you work in retail. That's we true, know man. how stupid people are. Oh my god! I like, you don't understand the level of stupidity sometimes that we get. Like I had a lady. Of course I understand. I used to work in retail. That's right. But I had I a lady young. wish wish AIDS upon me at my old job. She, wait, what? Yeah, I never told you this. No. So remember, I used to be like a supervisor at Best Buy. Yeah, that was so, a mistake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for me or for the company? <laughs> I mean, all around. <laughs> yeah. So one of your duties as a supervisor is like you have to deal with customer escalations, right? Yeah. And 99% of the time, I'm pretty good with customer escalations. Like I get them to calm down, you know, like whatever. Like it's it's you just have to like manipulate their emotions, you know? Or be subservient, which you're phenomenal at. No, no. I, I refuse to subserve to them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I refuse. Like I'll I'll try to tell them how it is, and if they don't accept it, they don't accept it. But I do it in like the most nice but condescending way possible. Uh-huh. Right. So this lady comes in. She wants to return like an eighty dollar calculator. Right. Why on earth you're buying an eighty dollar calculator? I don't fucking know. No, who's buying calculators at Best Buy still? Is the real question. I, bro, I, we didn't even sell them anymore at the time. She bought it a year and a half prior. Oh jeez. So she bought this calculator a year and a half prior, and she wants to return it. Now she does have the receipt. The receipt says there's a 14-day return policy, but she doesn't care that it's a 14-day return policy. She wants to return it. Is it, it year still in the package? Uh, yeah, I think it was. But we don't sell the item anymore, yeah. right? So I told her I couldn't resell it, and then or I couldn't I couldn't return it. Not resell it. I couldn't return it, and she got like pissed off at me. She was just yelling, and I'm like, "Ma'am, you bought it a year and a half ago." She's like, "I don't care when I bought it. You have to return it." I'm like, "No." She's like, give me store credit. I'm like, no, I can't. Like, you're outside the, the return policy by a huge window. Like, if you were, like, a month out, maybe, like, two months out, I would have gave you store credit. But you're a year You shouldn't and a half have given out. her store credit because she bought a calculator at fucking Best Buy. She no. should have done what all normal people do and buy it on, online or at Staples or Office Depot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then she starts going into the spiel about how she needs the $80 because her husband's sick and in the hospital, right? And that's always like a I'm like, come on. Like are you really you're gonna you're gonna use your sick husband to get like an extension like or to get a return extension for a year and a half later? Like if you didn't need the calculator, you should have returned it a month after you got it. Like what the what are you thinking? Like, now here's the real question. Could you have returned it if you wanted to? No. Okay, so like the system doesn't allow you yeah, to the return. The system doesn't even allow. It's too far past the point. Like I can't I can't do anything. All right. And she flipped out. She goes, well, I hope your wife gets sick and has to go to the hospital and someone won't return something for you one day. And I'm like, well, I'm not married. So like whatever. And, and you should also like, be like, you know, and I return things within the window that they're supposed to be returned. Yeah, like, I, I, I want I couldn't <laughs> say that. Jokes that? on you. I'm single. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not married. I don't I'm not going to have to you know, whatever. And she's like, well, I hope you get AIDS. I'm like, what? Whoa. <laughs> like, what the hell? Up. <laughs> I think. Like, I don't know, like, where it jumped from. I hope, you know, like, you have to return something one day and your partner is sick and you have to return it because they're sick to, I hope you get AIDS. And then she left and drove by and threw a cup of coffee at the door and just peeled out. Wow. (laughs) She got banned from the store. Nobody. um... And, you you know, you're this is this is why you're an essential worker. It is. (laughs) There's only like kind of two places. Where people seem to abandon all reason. Mm. One is shopping. Mm-hmm. And then the boudoir. And two, no, you know, because that there's no reason in the boudoir. Oh, that's true. <laughs> no laws exist in the boudoir. Do what you freaky cells want to do. I, I mean, the law shit. of consent. Obviously. Should, yeah. Come on, shut the fuck up, V. <laughs> Pendantic piece of shit. It's like, you know, like, <laughs> we get it. We get it, all right? We get it. Uh, 
you, you want to do what you want to do. Freaky selves. It's your private life. None of my business. But it's like retail. Whenever people are shopping, they lose all sense of, of normalcy. Yeah, that's true. Madness sets in and they start acting like straight up fools. Yeah. Legitimately. And this is like not even during Black Friday. This like is even regular Friday, just, Tuesday. Yeah. Ordinary yeah. run of the mill shopping. People have lost their fucking minds for whatever reason. Uh, and the other is playing video games. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's like the two places where you wouldn't act like that anywhere else. Yeah. If you did, told, you'd get slapped. <laughs> I told some guy to play defense yesterday in our game. And he responded by calling me the N-word, a fat, oh. ugly, bald Arab. And he told I me, was, he, and he told me, I was wait a minute, you're not fat. Like, I know, that's what I'm saying. He, he couldn't even see me. He just assumed because my name is Disbulla on there that I was an Arab. <laughs> I should have said, I should have said you're not an Arab. <laughs> that would have been a better one. That would have been a better joke. But you are balding. Yeah, but I'm not bald. So he said, shut up, N-word. And then... He, was he like 12? I don't know, man. I, it was he sounded via, young, didn't he? No, I, I didn't hear him. It was like via the, oh, the text. The, yeah, the text. And he called me a, a fat, bald Arab nerd. And he told me I was a disgrace to Islam. And I said, only the disgrace to Islam part is true. <laughs> he didn't respond to that. But, you know, I mean. But I reported thing, him. Obviously, like, he had enough cultural understanding seeing your screen name. Yeah. I mean, it's. Know, I mean, right? like, not really. His screen name is Dizbala. It literally sounds like Allah. <laughs> like even a moron could have figured that one out. I don't know, man. You know, I'm more in this culture than you are, Ali. I understand how smart these people are. They're not smart. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Certainly that's true. not. But these are the two cultures: shopping culture and gaming culture. Mm-hmm. Where you, you see, I mean, I sometimes there's a spat of like videos that came out. Particularly, like when cell phone uh, video filming became a thing, of I people acting in sh- acting up in shops, like they make compilations of them. Yeah, now. I watched those. The public mm, yeah, freakout yeah. compilations. Oh, like yeah, people yeah. who lost their fucking cool over the stupidest, dumbest shit, dude. And they always feel like they're entitled. The best part about it is, is it's always the idiots behind the camera. Like recording the, like the retail worker or the fast food employee or whoever they're like accosting that's like in the service industry or like the sales industry, and they think that they're they're in the right. And in all the comments, it's always like, "Look at this fucking idiot, this dumb Karen over here yelling at this poor." Yeah, guy. that's the word that has come to to become synonymous with mm. this type of behavior. That I need to speak to your manager behavior, oh, yeah. Karen. Yeah. Karen. It's Karens are the worst of them. In my experience of retail, if your name is Karen, Rebecca, or like Vicky, mm. you're usually one of the people I try to avoid. I try to avoid those people. Well, it's interesting because Karen is uh, comes out of the of a particular subculture, uh, and it's generally black women uh, who coined the term Karen, Karen mm-hmm. and Becky. Yeah. Right. And this is part of broader, like Becky with the good hair, right? Yeah, from Beyonce. From Beyonce. This is idea of the Beckys and the Karens of the world as ruining anything good we've got. Yeah, home wreckers. <laughs> home wreckers, life wreckers, Clap ruining the peace, the peace and stability of, a, of, a, of an environment, right? That emerged as it's been a, like in long use. And black women in particular, okay, Karen, whatever you say, Karen, and this Karen, has it's been a way of in particular speaking back to uh, women who use, white women in particular, who use their status in society to attack workers. And yeah, that's the seen... key here. It's not just random. It's not yeah. any white woman, but it's women who use class privilege in particular. Yeah. Middle class soccer moms, white soccer moms who then attack uh, a working, a person of color who's, who's working behind the counter or whatnot. But then that got picked up by the internet. Yeah, and the that. internet culture, millennials and Gen Z have just Me taken shit. this word, this 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 name, and used it everywhere. I mean, you see it in tweet threads. You see it in response. Okay, Karen. Oh, there, look, yeah, there goes Karen again. Of course, it's a Karen. Like you see this language. Someone even mentioned it in my uh, tweets a couple of days ago. 
It's like, oh, there's a Karen. And, I, and I'm like, it took me a second. I'm like, what? Oh, I get what. Oh, it's a Karen. I get it. I get it. You know, if I I don't know if real Karens are getting upset about this. The person, <laughs> the person named who, Karen is pissed. Yeah. Like, I have a cousin named Karen, and she's the sweetest, like, half-white, half-Afghan woman I've ever met in my life. Now, she is a vegan. And she's she a hippie is. from Berkeley. Of course she is. <laughs> but she's an amazing woman. I love Karen. All right. But not, you know, if anyone should be offended, it should be that John and Kate plus eight chick, the Kate, whatever her name is, because they've been using um, her picture as the picture of all the Karens. But it's like, the thing is, I don't know what she looks like, but Which, I do know what she looks like. Yes, yeah, that's, that's thing, right. Like, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the John and Kate plus eight girl yeah, lady. Yeah. That's the picture for all the Karens it's with like that. Kate Gosselin that or whatever her name is, or... Yeah, Kate Gos- yeah, Gosling, Gosling or, or Gosling or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, she's got that that bob haircut with like the little thing floating in the back. That's when you think of Karen, you think of that. But have you seen this lady on Twitter? Uh, mm. I guess she's um some English woman named Julie Bindle. Ah, uh, yes, I do know who Julie Bindle is. Ah, uh, you she's, would. She's part of the uh, gender critical group, transphobes. Yeah, transphobes, yeah, basically. Yeah. She's part of the the J.K. Rowling group. Yeah, oh, yeah, she, uh, yeah. The turf. So, the, yeah, she's yeah. a turf. Mm. Yeah, she um she tweeted a couple of days ago, like maybe like five six days ago, that she's like, does anyone else think that, you know, using Karen is now a slur, and like she went on about how like her best friend's name is Karen and how Karen's did. such a lovely person and blah 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 blah, and. And then there was like a what was it a Huffington Post article about it? No, sorry, the Guardian article mm. about how it's a misogynistic, sexist, and classist word now to refer to people as oh, hundred percent true. Most of the people who are using Karen are women themselves. It's mm. most of the people who are using it are women of color, and most of them are working class. So next, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <gotta feel> like... <laughs> like that's the thing that throws me off. It's like she she went on this rant about how it's sexist, misogynistic in classes and then she got bombarded by black twitter yeah mm. yeah and like i love black twitter no, yeah. black twitter is amazing <laughs> it's awesome like she i don't i don't think see like she, that's the definition of a karen right there right yeah like she goes on about how she wanted is... to speak to the manager of the internet exactly <laughs> and i saw another thing where some other lady like emailed some or not emailed messaged some guy on facebook who had a group like with Karen memes and she said she was going to get her lawyer involved. She's going to call the Facebook authorities and all this and that. And oh, the guy's like, you are peak Karen this right now. I'm searching on Amazon for a fuck I could give about you. <laughs> like, But that's the point is like the, the, the people who are being called Karen, the behavior that it is that is described by the name Karen is one of fundamental entitlement. Right, it's where you feel like you are in a position where you can call the manager on somebody, and what does that mean? It's particularly in the era where we have seen white women repeatedly call the police on black men and black yep. kids and black women. We've seen it over and over again, right? Permit From Patty, Patty, Patty and, Becky. Yeah, we've seen it over and over again. That, that it's not just calling the manager within the context of retail, but you want to call the manager of life against people. And mm-hmm. so that even the most mildest form of challenge that you face, you feel entitled to reach out to someone's authority about it. Just today, Candace Owens, uh, right-wing uh, airhead, uh, was talking about how she's been one of those uh, COVID-19 truthers. Oh, God. Like, oh, only 20,000 people have died. That's not that big a deal. I'm sorry, there's 20,000 people. Only a moron could truly come up with a take like that. But today she went on a rant about how she was, every day she's been going to uh, Whole Foods, but today she went in and someone called the police on her because uh, she wasn't wearing a face mask. In other words, she wanted to call the manager on the pandemic. That's the sense of entitlement. Now, people were yeah. making fun of her over the fact, like, if you're rich enough to go into Whole Foods every day, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you have been affected by this pandemic, you should shut the fuck up. 
Uh, two, no one called the police on you. People are just saying, protect the people around you by wearing a fucking face mask. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's Karen energy, right? It's about using your position of privilege against other people. But the issue with privilege is that whenever it gets challenged, people of privilege assume they're now facing oppression. Yeah, that's true. It's I mean, the thing is, like, you can call someone a Karen all you want, right? Fundamentally, nothing will change, right? They'll still go to the restaurant. They'll still sit there for four hours, order water with lemon, split a salad, and then talk down to you, call you Oriental. I'm not speaking from personal experience or anything, but, like, um... Damn, bro. You know? <laughs> this is fucked up shit right there, man. I don't even know what to say to that. I would have uh, flipped a table if someone called me an Oriental. I'd be like, you fucking lost your mind. Oh, I got that. I had that happen once. She complained, because I was working in the hotel at the time. She complained that the rooms didn't have Fox News. And then oh she asked God. if the owner of the resort was Oriental like me. I'm like, wow. This bitch, right? And I don't, you know, I, you know, I don't like, you know, obviously, you know, I've learned better than to use, I guess, gendered uh, insults, right? But in my mind at the time when I was still asleep, you know, the first thing that kind of went through my mind, I haven't been awakened yet at that point, um, you know, but there's actually, so, you know, when you, when you had brought that up, Diz, uh, it reminded me, cause you know, this has been kind of these past the inception of TikTok has like created like a a mechanism for like new slang and words to like just come out really fast, right? Like, oh, God. and I found that like, and you know, and then the the other one, other than the Karen thing, is uh, you know, boomer, right? Okay, boomer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about that, right? And uh, it's what's crazy about about that is when you mentioned the whole thing uh, with uh, was it what's her name? Bindle? Julie Bindle. Karen Bindle, Julie Bindle, it doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's more or less the same. You know, it reminded me of this conservative radio guy, uh, Bob Lonsberry. You know, and his dumbass, he's talking about how OK Boomer uh, is like the N-word of ageism. <sighs> wow. Right? Like, this is, this is what cracks me up, man. Yeah. You guys ever watch John Mulaney? Yeah. Oh, the like, stand-up? Yeah, yeah, so John Mulaney is a stand-up comedian and actor, and yeah. in one of his stand-ups, he talks about the N-word, yeah. and he's like, he brings up how people, like, say like, oh yeah, this is like the N-word, right? And he's like, well, when you're using that word and comparing it to a word you won't say, it is not like the N-word because yeah. you won't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is what I was talking about, right? So if you're in a position of privilege, or if you're in a position in which you've been entitled for your entire life, right? And to be clear, that doesn't mean you've not, you haven't suffered. You can have privilege and still have a shitty life. Mm-hmm. It just means you don't have a shitty life for whatever that thing you're privileged in. For example, yeah. if you're wealthy, then you're privileged. You can still have emotional problems. You can still be depressed. You can still struggle. You're just not going to struggle because of your money. Yeah. yeah. If you're white and you have white privilege, you can still have a shitty life and be poor and whatnot. But you're not going to have a shitty life because of your skin color. Right. That's the key component here. But people who are in positions of privilege, whenever they feel challenged, they immediately assume that they're facing oppression. Yeah, there's a statistic in uh, that uh, white Americans, 60 percent of white Americans feel that it's difficult to be white in America. (laughs) (laughs) They have their this isn't this is like as crazy as it sounds. Sixty percent think that they've been oppressed. What does it mean to be black in America? If you're if you're the majority in a country and you still feel oppressed, even though you own the majority of the businesses, most of the seats of power, you're all the Supreme Court justices, you're eighty five percent of Congress, you're ninety nine percent of the presidents, like like if you own nearly every mechanism of wealth, power, and privilege, etc., but you still think that you're oppressed, that speaks to the power of privilege, that you will victimize yourself. That you will tell a story of you being victimized. Karen, OK Boomer are perfect examples of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Here are old, like, literally, what does OK Boomer mean? It means baby boomer. It's short for baby boomer. Yeah, baby yeah. boomer is not a slur, neither is boomer. But if you come from that generation where you have now grown up with a great economy, you've grown up with a phenomenal infrastructure, you were able to buy a fucking house working minimum wage, right? Mm. 
You really do think that just some kid saying okay boomer to you is oppression in your mind. That's that's real oppression. Never mind systemic systemic inequality, the prison to, the school to prison pipeline, like none of that mm-hmm. stuff, right? If you're a white woman who basically gets everything that she wants, entitled soccer mom who gets to call the manager if someone who looks like Diz somehow looks at her wrong, yep. then calling her a Karen is the ultimate insult. How dare you? Imagine yeah. if they had to be black for a day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this actually no, reminds me of a, a, a TikTok moment. I think this is where we'll, we'll kind of leave this conversation because it's the perfect encapsulation of it. So there's this, um, you know, TikTok is basically like a, the the mu- Musically app, right? It's like people lip sing a lot. Well, it was Musically turned into TikTok. Yeah, that's what that's what I right. Thanks. Uh, the point here is that people lip sing a lot. Uh-huh. And there's this one thing. It's there's this one song that goes, "Oh my brown skin, my big lips," or something like that, right? And it's this white British chick, teenage, fifteen year old, and she's "Oh my brown skin, my." And so one of the things that both musically and and TikTok can now allow you to do is they duet things, uh, meaning yeah, yeah. you can put someone else's like video screen. and you can react to it. And so. She, this, a black girl, puts off this British girl and reacts to it in a very mild way with her own lip singing going, yeah, that's not you. Very mild, humorous, not even that serious. The white British girl responds by saying, you've had your say, I'm going to have my say. You know, you make fun of my fake tan, but at least I can take it off. You can't take yours off. Then goes on about like her hair being dragged into the bushes and that she should go and pick cotton for her. Literally just a full on racist tirade where you're like, wait a minute. Hold on. All she said was that that brown skin, that's not you. (laughs) She didn't even insult your fake tan. She just said these attributes, which are about brown people, do not apply to you <laughs> it's like the most mildest and this woman went straight now you know people reported her to her school and what and there's a big backlash on social media against this british girl but her response was a prime example of that karen mentality that we're talking yeah. about right and it's like when you get to that point or think about like the or like i think it's like when when the first thing that you do when you feel like you're being insulted is go directly into race like that. Yeah. That's yeah. like that. That's a huge indicator, yeah. right? It is yeah. a massive indicator, but it is also quite telling, right? Because built in within the Karen and OK Boomer meme is the response to it. Yeah. Only a Karen would be offended by being called a Karen. Yeah. And true. want to speak to the manager of the internet. And only a Boomer who has absolutely zero understanding of internet meme culture would see Boomer and be like, that's the N-word. <laughs> Weren't they using Boomers as like, like Baby Boomer is a term of endearment for them for Baby a Boomer is just a generational, it just refers to a, and in the same way that we refer to Generation X, Millennials, it's, a, it's just a name that we give to a generation. That's all, the, the greatest generation, lost generation, it's just a name. It has no, no significance in terms of like, it's an insult or not an insult. Not at all. But it's a prime example of like boomers not understanding shit and assuming that it's some type of slur. Right? Like built into Karen and OK Boomer is is the resp- is the understanding of how these people will respond. And man, have they proven the meme true. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, seriously. Karens are out there like, <gasps> you've been using the N-word against me. There's a petition out right now uh, that was aimed at getting Twitter to uh, to categorize Karen as a slur. It's an actual petition. It's not like a one-person tweet. It's like the people have get, it's gathering steam amongst the Karens of the world. Wow. So what happens to all the people that are named Karen, like who are like named by their parents? Then you know, by the laws of of God and nation, they must rename themselves. It's like it's it's gonna it's gonna. Go out of style like the name Adolf. <laughs> oh God, V. Oh, <laughs> always, there's always something with you. V is never, our Britain. Never, it's never, it's, it's never. We can never go up to the line and be like, you know what? Today, 
we're going to put a nice solid foot between us. Nope. Nope. We've got to cross the line. We've got to make it people feel uncomfortable. All because V's got a small dick. <laughs> How does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Nonsense micro dick syndrome. My sense of humor. Just un- that's unnecessary. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? We should, we should end this. Uh, don't complain. We should end this on a slightly less uh, depressing note. By talking by talking what? Communities on Netflix. No, by talking about a little bit of nerd news, we've talked about the craziness of white people. So we need a, a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. We need something to wash our brains clear. And I think the best opportunity right now is the kind of exciting stuff that's happening in the nerd world. And one of that is the Dune remake. Oh, yeah. The one where the white guy goes and helps out the sand people. Shut up. There is a lot of excitement about this movie. (laughs) Mostly because people have been trying to remake this like a dozen different times. Yeah. There was the original that was made. I mean, it's based off of the book. There's the original... Which was in the 60s, and then there was uh, Jodorowsky's attempt. There was the one with the rock in and the 70s. Space. Then there was the uh, TV show. I think there was like two TV shows, Dune and Children of Dune. Mm-hmm. And now they've got a new one coming out, and they've just been releasing uh, First Looks. It's yeah. got Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm, got Oscar a... Isaacs. Has J- Jason Momoa's. Jason Momoa's in it. Zendaya's. Zendaya's in it. Dave Batista's. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Oh, is, it, Bardane. is Batista in it as well? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he's playing Glauso. Someone named Beast. Ferguson is in it. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Rebe- there's, that's yeah. the one. Stalin Skarsgård. Yeah, they have a... It's quite the cast that they have, man. They did. They pulled some... Yeah, they pulled some big names here. They have uh, pulled some big names, yeah. Yeah, I guess... Rebecca Ferguson's playing Lady Jessica. Yes, who yeah, is the Bene Gesserit concubine, who is the the mother of the the main character of uh, Paul Atreides. Paul Atreides. What's yeah. interesting about Dune is that Dune is kind of the forefather, in the same way that we often look at Lord of the Rings as the forefather of sort of fantasy. Dune is the forefather of sci-fi. It's not the first in any, by any measure. Sci-fi is a very old genre that goes way back into the late 19th century. Uh, it's a very old genre. But Dune is the one that really brought sci-fi into the world of world building. Uh. Entered into this kind of epic scale. It's the Without Dune, there is no... Uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, all these other kind of world, big world-building series. It says that you can do more than just thinking about technology and society, because that's what sci- sci-fi has always been about. It's always been examining technology. Dune goes, you can build whole worlds and complex yeah. worlds that are rich yeah. with cultures and whatnot, and you can explore them. And in, that has a huge impact culturally. Dune has a massive impact culturally. But also it has an impact uh, in the terms of like, what are the descendants of Dune? And one of the things that I would argue is fundamentally shaped by Dune is Game of Thrones. Hmm. We often talk about Game of Thrones within the genealogy of Lord of the Rings. And it is true that Lord of the Rings is the, the father of fantasy, if you will. And George R. R. Martin draws heavily from Tolkien, but he draws even more so from Dune. The machinations of the various houses from House Stark and House Lannister, that's uh, Dune. That's House Atreides facing their rivals, the Harkonnens. Yeah, the Harkonnens. This is is through and through Game of Thrones. That's where he gets it from. Yeah, it's based on a little bit of actual history, but this is Dune. You know, the idea of houses assassinating one another, uh, about uh, these massive houses fighting within this certain galactic uh, empire. That's that's Game of Thrones. So yeah. there's a huge cultural influence from Dune. Additionally, it also introduces these kind of really complex world systems. You've got the Bene Jesuits, you've got uh, the, the concept of spice, you have uh, this, this kind of quasi-religion 
that emerges in uh, the desert planet that has some kind of connection, sort of, maybe, to Islam. There's sort of yeah. some weird kind of Islamic elements to it. They use the word jihad, for example. Yeah, um, so the um, the Fremen yeah, are the, the f- ones that live. Which is the just Fremen, free men, but, you know, but they're Bedouins, basically. They're, they're desert-dwelling products of the spice they're kind of shaped by the spice in the planet which is why their eyes are the color that they are uh these yeah. kind of glowing blue but it, it's built off of this older kind of uh attempt by uh the author to draw in real world religions and real world concepts into the world of sci-fi and that's what george r, r. martin does as well he takes world religions and he draws it into Game of Thrones. So there's this kind of huge cultural impact of Dune. And it hasn't quite been successfully done on the big screen. The first one was all right. I didn't like it. I, it actually, it never, it didn't really get, and it didn't really get good. Like the 80s version, um, it was, and it, it actually has like. No, no, the, the original it, right? version. Oh, the original the, original. The original is, is the 60s. Yeah, okay. So the one in the 80s. Yeah, the 80s one isn't particularly good. The 60s one, the original one, is actually not that bad. It's not good. It's dated. But not so good. All the ones that come after, however, are just shit. Yeah. Mm. We have the technology now to make... I mean, you know, we don't want to, like... You know, you always have to... You always get a little worry that's going to end up being another John Carter of Mars debacle. But, like, it was, like, the cool thing about Dune is, uh, like, if you watch the one in the 80s, it's kind of cool because they're able to kind of create... Uh, it's the, I think it's the guy that did uh, Twin Peaks also did the one in the 80s. Um, but basically, like, Sting is in it. He plays Fade Rautha of House Harkonnen. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart plays Gurney Halleck in there. Like, there are... So there are, like, some familiar faces. Oddly enough, Patrick Stewart, technically younger, but still seems kind of old. I don't know how that works in that movie. Yeah. Right? But, like, there was some really cool... I think... Most people will find something that they like about the Dune series because, it, like you said, it's so interconnected with kind of our most favorite. Uh, I like the one with Sting and, and uh, it's weird. It's like I it, actually don't mind that one. The nineteen eighty four was kind of yeah, weird. That's, yeah, yeah, the, the, the original, weird that's what I meant. The nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, I like it. The the, the Frank Herbert, uh, the one that's the David Lynch version. Yeah, David yeah. Lynch. Yeah, 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 I don't mind that one. It's not. It's not great. I mean, eighty. It's eighty. So it's, there's. You know, it's kind of dated, but I I I think it's I enjoyed it. It's got some of our yeah. favorite actresses and actresses it's, in it. It's uh it's bizarre. I think it's kind of bizarre, but it's great, right? It's great in its own weird little way. I just think it's kind of a, it's one of those uh, weird ones where it takes a little. I think it takes a little bit of seasoning to to really start to enjoy. Well, I mean, part of it, the reason why it's weird is Dune is weird. Yeah, it's true. It's just it's a weird. Story. It's a very funky. I mean, some of it's very obviously, you know, the messianic component about the hero that goes on a journey. That's all very clearly there, but it is a. It's it's a funky one. So like the original attempts to ad- adapt started in the seventies. Um, uh, Jodorowsky tried to create one, but failed. That one was going to be quite interesting because that was going to have uh, Salvador Dali in it. Mick Jagger, Orson Welles. Wow. It was, but it never got off the ground. It was like this kind of failed project. And in the 80s, they finally were able to to get it off the ground with Lynch's version, which is what I meant. I didn't mean that the 70s one failed. But yeah, the 80s one was, was weird and trippy and very iconically 80s um, and kind of like psychedelic. To a yeah. certain extent, you could really see that kind of element it's in it. It's very David Lynch. But it, it was enjoyable for me. Funky, but enjoyable. Yeah. Whether they'll be able to translate Dune into the 2020s, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, because part of it is that every movie kind of captures the, the culture of that generation, of that year. Particularly because most modern remakes are pretty vacuous. They yeah. don't have any real social commentary or critique or whatnot. That's true. They're very they, low risk. Yeah, they, the, the yeah. MCU is a prime example of this, right? So the question yeah. is, to what extent will Dune be able to capture both this new era? So I think it'll be very sleek in terms of its graphics and the way that it'll look. But will the storytelling live up? That's the yeah. real question. You can tell it looks clean, right? Oster Isaac, all like the costuming that they've shown so far. Yeah, it's, it should be pretty amazing. 
But like there is like Dune in terms of the writing, in terms of the story, like it's it's bizarre compared to a lot of what like we you know it's, it's pretty bizarre. But like I often kind of wonder, you know, how it's like if they haven't been able to pull it off before, right? And given now that movie studios don't are more willing to kind of interject their opinions on on an artist's outlook on on the end product you know like what happens when when marketing when marketing becomes a, a part of the writing staff right like they did with a lot of our movies that we were hoping to watch and mm-hmm. hoping to enjoy but didn't end up liking at all right but there was um one of the things about dune is like the characters there are just so interesting right and i think you can find some of the most kind of the seeds of, of inspiration with some of your favorite characters across different universes mm. uh, in, in the characters that you'll find in Dune if you haven't, if you're not familiar uh, with the storyline at all. You know, I mean, so I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think that one of the things that, that Dune, Dune has a huge cult following. Yeah. People love it and they've been wanting to see it made uh, over and over again. And part of the reason why is because the technology is now allowing us the capacity to do what's needed for Dune. Dune has an epic scale. It's huge, yeah. right? There's got it's got giant worms. It's got massive spaceships. It's 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 complicated, uh, co- like battles, certain types of weaponry. That's just a very unique to Dune. So it's a cooler spaceship troopers. It, it's starship troopers. Starship troopers. Right. It is interesting. Like we'll see if they'll be able to pull it off. But in the past, the technology has been the biggest limiting factor. One of the David. One of the problems with David Lynch's film was the technology component. It looks kind of funky. But on the, it's it's otherwise story wise, it's interesting. On the other hand, in the two thousands, when they did remake it uh, into a miniseries, mm-hmm. sci fi miniseries, they had the technology for it. But the story just fell apart. It just the, it yeah. didn't work. Part of it is because like it, it requires a certain sort of campy acting. You've got to be able to just kind of throw yourself into it, be willing to go ham. Yeah, um, especially with that type of sci-fi. If you, I mean, you're talking about messianic characters. And I mean, figures like the Benny Gesserits. Like that's not the, the. It's it's a weird, it's weird and funky. So you've got to be able to do it. I think it's possible. I think yeah. they can do well, it. The director of this is Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Um, French Canadian dude. I don't know how they pronounce Villeneuve in, in France or Quebec. But he did a Blade Runner 2048. So like he did the, the sequel to Blade Runner. And like my friends who really liked Blade Runner who watched the sequel actually enjoyed it. Mm. You know? Yeah. I think it takes a certain type of eye, I think, probably. And like I don't know, like I don't know enough about uh, Timothy Charmander's abilities as an actor. I don't know what other stuff he's been in, but you know he has a decent Paul Atreides look. I think he kind of has that kind of young. Um, what was it like this like infinite potential chosen one quality to him? Yeah, right? I don't know. He's a bit too scrawny for Paul Atreides, but we'll yeah. see. And um, like the and also the the universe is so damn big. Like I I know like Peter Jackson is able to do a lot with Lord of the Rings without having to, like, include all the Silmarillion shit to it, like Tolkien's universe. Yeah. But I feel like Frank Herbert's Dune universe is a little bit more complicated. So, like, to be able to set, I guess, the base for people to be able to follow the storyline along. Yeah, I well, the problem, harder, the, difference, right? the, the difference, again, is is the genre. So, Lord yeah. of the Rings relies on nostalgia. Yeah. And so, as a result, can kind of elide and allude to certain things rather than fully explain and we see this a lot in Game of Thrones too. There's kind of allusions made to past events without full-on explanations, yeah. and that's okay. It creates depth, but also says we'll deal with this later. Dune relies on much more complicated politics, yeah. So you've got to know the differences between these factions, and you've got to know what these different political forces are and social forces are. Why does the emperor? have a truth sayer, right? Like what is that what is that role? What does spice play here? Why is House of Trade is being sent to this planet? Why is the Harkonnen? Why do they want like so there's a lot that needs to be kind of explained and explored. And that's what's tricky is when you have a series that may have a great cult following who's tuned in, how do you get the ordinary person to tune in? 
Yeah. How do you yeah. get them to catch up? And that's where I think it can get tricky. It yeah. can get tricky. And this is hard because, like, I don't. Uh, what is it? Like, I think there was it the God King of Dune is like the latest one, I think, and yeah. it gets real crazy. Well, people always say you don't read past the first book, anyways. Yeah, the first. It's book, hard because it gets so weird, and then I think Herbert's son has taken over, yeah. took over the series. After right? like, the after the rest, they after the first, they all get really weird and complicated. But we'll see. I mean, it is some. I am definitely interested in it. I've I've watched almost all the Dunes that have come out, all the various versions. Yeah. Uh, even if I haven't liked all of them, uh, it's very possible I may not like this one, or I may love it. Who knows? But I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm ready to leave this world for a little while. I think I'm definitely gonna watch Dune. Like, I think it'd be a nice way of kind of getting away. Yeah. With that, yeah. I think we're gonna end our podcast. A little bit of conversation into the uh, uh, internet world. Uh, a little bit of what's going on in the, the the world of TikTok and Twitter and 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 the backlash to OK Boomer and Karen, and then a dive into the nerdy world of Dune. Diz, why don't you take us out? Yes, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy, Twitter at currently nerdy, Instagram at currently nerdy, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and back on the iTunes podcast app. We were having some issues with our our website, but our web developers have finally fixed it. So thank you. You're going to get a whole bunch of episodes this week, so keep you like busy during the quarantine. Um, and once you do get those episodes, please go on those apps and give us five-star ratings and reviews. It helps the algorithm so more people can be exposed to the currently nerdy disease um, and like we always say, you're not a true friend unless you expose your friends to Currently Nerdy. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can they get a hold of you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at vtran214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214. My website, thesandwichslayer.com. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on my website, alialomi.com or our sister podcast, Head on History. Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and also on the Currently Nerdy Sports Podcast, which is at soundcloud.com slash currentlynerdy. Let's pray that football season isn't canceled so that we can give you a season two coming up in the fall. <laughs> for everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in, and remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.